Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Whether it be screening, 
vaccinations, procurement of healthcare products, primary care, or patient support programs. In Q3, Calian nurses vaccinated over 50,000 Canadians at 19 pop-up clinics, all of which used the Calian patient support program management software. Prime Minister Trudeau paid a virtual visit to one of these clinics and had the opportunity to thank Calian nurses for their contributions. As well, Calian managed seven rapid testing initiatives across Canada, including for the government of Alberta and Integrated Health Network. Customer retention based on excellent customer delivery is a key strategic focus for Calian, and we're pleased to be a partner to our customers to help them through this challenging time. The advanced technology segments demonstrated the revenue growth of 22% when compared to the same period last year. This revenue increase was supported by two recent acquisitions, the Talisman and Intertronic. Early, early returns on both of these acquisitions looks promising, and in addition, advanced technologies that demonstrate growth in ag tech product sales and continued expansion and growth in European ground system products supported by our SAT service acquisition. Notably, the company made a significant expansion in the automotive sector this quarter, having signed a supply agreement with electric vehicle manufacturer to provide two products for their upcoming vehicle range. We adapted and refined our AccuTenna technology for the specific project, resulting in a patented antenna that meets exacting requirements for phase-based positioning. This win exemplifies our strategic focus on customer diversification and service line innovation. The IT and cyber solution segment saw revenue growth of 60% compared to the same period last year. The acquisition of Datasoft and iSecurity has resulted in rapid revenue and margin expansion. iSecurity, a leader in cybersecurity, saw the addition of 24 new customers to the portfolio, including the City of Toronto and a Tier 1 Canadian commercial bank. The IT and cyber solutions team also supported the COVID-19 response by running incident response for hospitals and supported keeping hospital systems operational. I'm also proud to share that Dapasoft was recognized by Microsoft Canada as the winner of the 2021 Healthcare Impact Award, the third consecutive year that Dapasoft has been recognized at the annual Microsoft Canada Impact Award ceremony. Through Dapasoft, we launched the Corolla Virtual Care Solution in five healthcare networks, serving more than 5 million people in BC, Ontario, and New Brunswick. Our learning segment had the most significant revenue growth at 63% compared to the same period last year. Organic growth comes largely from existing customers, where in the prior year, the learning segment was impacted significantly with government-imposed stay-at-home orders causing shutdowns at customer sites. The segment had to adapt over the last 12 months to deliver services remotely to customers in addition to in-person events. As part of our COVID-19 efforts, the learning team provided interim after-action reports for COVID-19 emergency management planning to public sector organizations, including the province of New Brunswick and the city of Nanaimo. Learning also, sorry, learning also continues to expand into Europe with projects for the French Ministry of Defense and NATO Rapid Reaction Forces, the German Ministry of Defense, and the NATO Security Force Assistance Center of Excellence. Our growing European presence and network represents customer diversification, a key strategic focus, and brings opportunities from NATO member countries. I will now ask Patrick to review the quarterly numbers. Over to you, Patrick. Thank you, Kevin. Our objective of profitable growth was evident this quarter. 
the company posted significant growth across the board in revenue, gross margins, and EBITDA. The acquisition growth has been led by strong start from Datasoft and iSecurity, which had an excellent quarter and continue to have impressive momentum. Gross margins have continued to increase quarter over quarter. This has been the result of our investments in M&A and R&D and being able to deliver differentiated products and services that demand higher prices. Contract signings continue to be strong. We've been able to sign as much work as we deliver for several quarters, which leaves our backlog at over $1.3 billion. Moving on to our key performance indicators, revenue grew by 29% when compared to the same period last year. Our gross margin percentage at an all-time high sits at 25%. EBITDA made a significant jump of 66% from the same period last year. We've seen efficiencies in our model through accelerated growth, leading to EBITDA margins of 11% this quarter. Adjusted income is up 98% from the same time last year. Our balance sheet continues to be a strength. Our cash and debt availability is over $130 million at the end of the quarter, putting us in a strong position to maintain our investment and growth posture. I'll now pass it over to Kevin for his final comments. Thanks, Patrick. It is my pleasure to speak to you this morning as I get to represent a team of almost 5,000 amazing employees who have been living our strategy of profitable growth and high customer satisfaction. Our diversity has shown strength this year and will continue to serve as well as each of our four segments as they continue to grow and be leaders in their respective markets. Finally, based on strong results this year, year to date and our continued momentum, we revise our guidance upwards for fiscal year 2021. We expect revenues in the range of 500 million to 525 million, adjusted EBITDA in the range of 49 million to 52.5 million, and adjusted net income in the range of 34.9 million to 38.2 million. Please see our press release and MDNA for detailed reconciliation of our guidance. In closing, I'd like to highlight the growth that this represents for Callion. Our full year guidance represents growth of up to 21% in revenue up to 43% growth in adjusted EBITDA, and up to 62% growth in adjusted net income. So with that, Karen, I'd like to now open the call for questions. Thank you. The floor is now open for questions. If you do have a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad at this time. If you're using a speakerphone, we ask that while posing your question, you pick up your handset to provide the best sound quality. Again, ladies and gentlemen, if you do have a question or comment, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad at this time. We'll take our first question from Amarazat with Echelon Partners. Please go ahead. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Kevin, Patrick, good morning and congrats on a very strong quarter. Morning, Hammer. Um... I've got a couple of questions. First, on the health segment, gross margins were going from record to record. Um, I'm just wondering what is driving that gross margin performance, um, then maybe some high-level thoughts on how we should expect that to evolve in the next year or two. Yeah, I mean, it's, the teams are performing um, pretty exceptionally. We've been doing most of this growth with the existing team we have, so, so in one way we're running a bit hot um, on the team, but that shows, you know, the dedication from our health team to just, you know, step up and, and meet the demand. So I think, you know, things will normalize over time as we, you know, adjust the capacity, but I think right now it's just uh, a bit of brute force from our team just, just delivering. <clears throat> okay, so it's fair to assume that some of that is um, margins on the um, COVID screening and vaccinations. Yeah, I think we just, you know, we obviously have a, a, quite a, a large team that, that manages the delivery across, you know, the over 60 customers we have in health. Um, and we've really just relied on that team to as these new customers have come on. Um, so I think, you know, we, we'll need to adjust that capacity over time. But for right now, they're, you know, they're just delivering exceptionally. Great. Um, okay, um, switching gears to your uh, second piston, I guess. Like, advanced tech seems to be holding up well despite continued COVID impact. Um, last quarter, I think it was you, Patrick, you mentioned you were hopeful the uh, mobile wireless product would start to pick up by year-end. Uh, just wondering how your view has evolved since. Uh, then maybe you could also give us an update on the ground system um, project. I think you're in the late innings of that. Yes, Advanced Tech did have a strong quarter, so, so credit to that team. Um, the, the mobile product hasn't turned back on uh, yet, so we're still hopeful that that's going to be a contributor for us next year. That's probably a the likely time frame right now that it would start. What we've seen is, um, you know, some of the other um, elements that we have, Talisman, Intertronics, you know, really starting to step up and contribute um, to the existing strength of advanced technologies. Now, on the big ground system project, um, you know, we're still going despite all of the challenges. You know, we were about uh, 75 to 80% done the site, and uh, I think they're scheduled to complete the site by the end of the calendar year. So I think you know, the team will be, you know, focused on finishing that here in the next few months. <clears throat> okay. Um, a bit minor, but on MSEC, I think the, cons- uh, the contingent considerations down, you're not paying the first-year earnouts. Um, can you speak to that? Yeah, so we did reverse that uh, provision. Um, you know, we did see some slowdown. A lot of their business was reliant on in-person um, events to do the emission securities, whether it be at uh, banks or, or military. Um, so we've seen a slowdown a bit on that this year. They're, they're starting to see it pick back up, but I think it's too late um, to make the first year. So we reversed that, but um, you know, we're expecting still them to make the second year. Fantastic. Uh, maybe last one. Um, on the guidance, the math suggests um, Q4 revenue range of 109 to 134, if my math is correct, uh, which is quite wide. Just wondering what is driving that, the wide sort of range or implied range for Q4. Is that like project specific or? Um, not really. I mean, I would, to, to be honest, I would, I would advise you to use the middle, and I think that will likely come in close to that, which we, you know, we generally try to do on, on our guidance. Um, so I think that that's a reasonable expectation, minus kind of 
some unexpected delays, but um, I wouldn't read more into that than that. Okay, awesome. Congrats again on a fantastic quarter. I'll pass the link. Great, thanks, Emma. We'll take our next question from Nick Agostino with Laurentian Bank Securities. Please go ahead, sir. Good morning, um, Kevin and Patrick. This is Soman Rana on behalf of Nick Agostino. Um, first of all, congratulations on the great quarter. Uh, my first question is on the advanced technology. So we saw this quarter how within that segment, the company is making great strides uh, by expanding its TAM and moving into new verticals. Um, is there any visibility into what else is brewing in the pipeline now and what other opportunities the company sees there? Yeah, great question. You know, we're, we're really excited about our advanced technologies because in our advanced technology, frankly, we have a bunch of capability, whether it's in ground systems, whether it's now with our Talisman acquisition on GNSS antennas for things like electric vehicles. Uh, we have a nuclear group there that just uh, continues to win business in areas such as small modular reactors. Um, so our product business continues to be strong as well as our software-based business continues to be strong. So what we expect with advanced technologies is we'll, we'll move past the, uh, the ground system project that uh, Patrick mentioned. We're, we're getting near the end. Uh, we have a great pipeline of opportunity across each of the uh, segments within uh, advanced technologies, whether it's ground systems, whether it's nuclear, whether it's our software business, our product business, our talisman business, our intertronic business. And actually, SAT Service in Germany continues to actually punch way above its weight uh, from its acquisition. So, you know, I talked about Callion having a four-piston engine. Our advanced technology group's probably under path as, you know, 18 to 20 different pistons running in any given day. And every one of them is doing uh, really well. And I'm excited about all the things I'm seeing there, both on the innovation of our products, but as well the customer diversification that we're getting uh, as we continue to focus on market expansion. Great. Um, and then my next question is on the uh, health segment. So we saw um, quite some strong interest in Canada for patient support services uh, in Q3. So any update on how the pickup and interest was in Europe in the quarter? Yeah, Europe was still a pretty small con uh, contributor from a dollar's perspective. We're just getting going there. We're launching in, uh, we launched in three countries and I think we're trying to get up to six countries by the end of uh, the fiscal year. And we also just started uh, with that same customer for patient support programs in the U.S. So I think we're, we're just getting going, um, but hopefully by next year it should be a solid contributor for them. And I think it's a good entry for us into those, those markets. And now it's how, how do we expand into other customers in those markets to support already our strong Canadian footprint. <clears throat> Okay, and um, my next question is on the booking. So I believe this uh, quarter the company signed contracts worth around 113 million. And by using that figure, I believe the book to bill comes at approximately 0.8 times. So is there any reason why the figure was below the, um, normally the one times uh, historical range? Is there any seasonality involved there? No, I mean, we're, you know, if I look on this year, you know, revenue year to date, 390 million. I think we signed about 380 million of new contracts. So, you know, we're trying to replenish it as quickly as uh, we use it, uh, which historically we hadn't done before. We would see the backlog kind of come down over time until we would win, you know, larger contracts. But I think, you know, with, with so many more avenues we have now, we're seeing that backlog just maintain. And um, I think that's a, that's a new strength for us and that we're able to do that consistently. <clears throat> Okay, that makes sense. Uh, and my last question is on the ERP implementation. So um, I believe it's been going on for a while, uh, at least for the last three or four years. 
Is there any update on how that's going on and whether it's set to finish on time? It's going, it's going well. Um, it's definitely been, uh, it's been a, a key program for us as we look at our, our go forward posture. The, the goal there is obviously to have all of Calian integrated uh, with regard to our applications, finance, HR, uh, manufacturing. So it's going well. Uh, our CEO, Jerry Johnson, and our team is working with our business units to implement. Uh, we've already upgraded the uh, county and the Legacy County and East version that we already had run on SAP. So it's going well. The team uh, continues to make good progress. We're expecting uh, probably by Q1, latest Q2 next year, we'll be going live. Uh, so everything's going well. But we are making sure that we do this in a, in a fashion that ensures we have no impact on our operations. So we are taking our time to make sure we get it right. Uh, so it's going very well, and we expect uh, by this time next year we'll be up and running on, uh, for the first time in the company's history, a uh, United application for a majority of our business. Okay, great. Um, that's all from my end. Thank you, and again, congrats on a great quarter. Thank you. Appreciate the questions. As a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, if you do have a question or comment, you may press star 1 on your telephone keypad at this time. Again, that's star 1 if you have a question and would like to enter the queue. We'll take our next question from Benoit Poyer with Desjardins. Please go ahead. Yeah, good morning, Kevin and Patrick, and congratulations for uh, the strong quarter. Thanks, Benoit. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, just to come back on the health uh, segment, this was another uh, strong contributor uh, to the per performance. Uh, I was wondering whether it would be fair to expect a year-over-year -year revenue growth decline in Q4 given the tougher year-over-year -year conversion. Uh, I was just wondering if uh, there's anything that might be less sustainable given the, uh, the, the impact of the pandemic, what, what is kind of sustainable going forward, especially for the health segment. Quarter, quarter for Q4, if you remember last year in Q4, we had that deal with SNC where we were um, supplying mobile hospitals, which was a big quarter for health. Hmm. So um, I think, you know, I think that's minus that, I think Q4 this year, um, you know, the momentum hasn't stopped for health, and I think they'll have another strong quarter um, going into next year, Kevin. Yeah, from my viewpoint, uh, it's been, it's been in, uh, it's been interesting as I just continue to be amazed by a healthcare team on how we are responding with very short notice, whether it's vaccination clinics, testing. Um, so what we're expecting going into next year is uh, the continued momentum. You know, we're not sure, obviously, I think anyone is watching COVID now. We're talking about fourth waves. They're talking about potential boosters to vaccination. Mm -hmm. So we still believe that there's going to be COVID-19 business going into next year. And we're also very excited about the relationships we've built with new healthcare customers through COVID response. And Gordon and his team have been, you know, new customers are are literally calling us with a couple of days' notice to get support. So I think that ability for us to react, respond, and deliver effectively is just increasing our healthcare brand uh, right across the country. So I expect that that's going to pay dividends in the sense of new customers and other mandates post-COVID. So we're expecting, you know, between the COVID piece, the continued growth of our patient support, patient support programs, contract research organization, capability as well as just increased demand on our core legacy products and projects, uh, we're, we're expecting uh, Gordon and the team to, uh, to keep up uh, momentum for sure going into next year. Okay. And you recently announced a new contract to supply antennas for fleet of electric consumer and delivery vehicles. C could you talk about the size of this opportunity, the timing 
for the uh, deliveries and, and maybe the overall profitability of this venture? Yeah, the deliveries start uh, in the fall. So really, you know, we're, we've been designing into to the vehicle. So as they, they start a production, um, you know, the, our demand will fluctuate with, with their end production. But it should be strong. It should be, you know, somewhere between 5 to $10 million next year from a, a revenue opportunity for us and, and continue to increase as they, they scale up their production. So it's this exciting uh, space to be in. And uh, obviously, you know, proud of the team for able to, to – develop a product and, and get acceptance in that market, which is a very, you know, stringent market in terms of the demands they have on their suppliers. Okay. And you recently announced the appointment of uh, Mr. Jira for the IT segment, and you made some interesting comments about the expertise with SaaS solution and recurring revenue. So could you talk about the strategy on that front for the IT segment, and are, are there any opportunities to leverage his expertise throughout other segments? Yeah, great, uh, great question. And, and uh, before I specifically answer that, I, I, I want to take that opportunity, and thanks for the question, Benoit, to you know, thank Sandra Cote for her leadership. Uh, for, you know, Sandra and I have known each other for years, and came to Callian when I asked her to help me transform my IT business. And, She's done exactly that, and if you look at it, uh, her legacy of doubling the business, uh, improved margins, the Data Software Security acquisition, um, we're going to wish her well, but she, we'll have a couple of months of transition with Sasha. So, number one, I want to acknowledge and thank Sandra for her incredible leadership at Callian. Number two is um, we're excited to have Sasha come on board. Um, if, you, if you do see his background with regard to cloud, uh, SaaS-based capability, the last company he's coming from, and you think about that pivot, Benoit, that I've been talking about, that innovative global growth company, uh, where I think we're about halfway in that pivot. Uh, Sasha is going to bring great DNA, great experience for us to look at our DataSoft acquisition specifically, both in the context of our cloud offerings there, our health tech offerings, as well as our IT security team to look and continue how to productize, how to go to market, how to maybe change our revenue models, um, and also look at the customer diversification both domestically and globally. So uh, we're really excited to have Sasha on board, uh, where he's actually been sitting through our board meetings, at least through today as we update our strategy. So uh, looking forward to getting his contribution, as well as a successful transition with Sandra over the next few months. Okay, that's great. And last one for me, just in terms of M&A, uh, it seems that there's more competition in the market for the assets, including uh, competition from private equity firms. So I, I was just curious to know uh, whether valuation of multiple valuation has evolved, and uh, if you could comment about the, the pipeline and whether we should expect you to, to maybe uh, see acceleration of M&A in the later part of fiscal 21 or fiscal 22, given your strong balance sheet. Yeah, so right now, um, you know, coming out of a year where we did, you know, seven acquisitions in just over 12 months, um, clearly, number one focus is on integration. You know, we've deployed quite a bit of capital in our M&A strategy, which is all part of our Imagine 2023 goals. Um, we've got some amazing companies, amazing talent uh, in Callion through those acquisitions. So job number one is to ensure we continue to integrate uh, what we've done successfully. As far as the pipeline, uh, we do see opportunities in each of our segments. Uh, we expect there's going to be a combination of maybe smaller tuck-under-unders, with regard to strategic capability that we need for our strategic plan. And also we continue to look for larger acquisitions as we continue to grow Callion uh, coming into a half billion dollar company now 
uh, clearly you've got to continue to assess the right level and size of acquisitions. So to your point, Ben, while we're feeling very confident with regard to our ability to continue with the M&A, uh, we definitely have the balance sheet to do that. But if you look at our last year and a bit, where our, on average we're in that five and a half to six times multiples on EBITDA, even though we do uh, see increased valuation expectations, we believe being patient, you know, finding the right companies that will value Callion in the context of our culture and the people that are looking for amazing homes for their staff and longevity, uh, we are still doing very well, even in auction-type environments where people recognize the strength of being part of the Callion family. So, so from my viewpoint, those are the acquisitions we're going to continue to seek out. Uh, we're not going to get into bidding wars or try to overpay for something. Uh, we will continue to make sure that we follow our playbook and working with our board and our management team, uh, continue hopefully to deploy capital in a way that uh, continues our growth uh, framework, posture and, and goals. So I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna keep going here, Benoit, but it won't be uh, just because we're doing it just to grow, we're gonna do it because it's the right acquisition. Okay, perfect. And maybe very quick one for you, Patrick, just in terms of working capital release related to the large ground system contract, could you maybe give an update about the opportunity uh, to release uh, some working cap and maybe the timing on that? Thanks. Yes, we didn't uh, make much progress this quarter. It's still around 60 million right now on the balance sheet. Um, and, and we're hoping to see some unwinding of that uh, potentially in Q4 and then certainly in Q1 for sure. Okay, perfect. Thank you very much for the time. Thanks, Benoit. Thanks, Benoit. We'll take our next question, question from Jesse Pitlock with Cormark Securities. Please go ahead. Hey, good morning. Um, obviously, the health segment's been a big beneficiary from, from all the COVID work and understanding that things are moving quickly. Um, but, you know, as some of this work potentially ramps down in, in coming quarters, how should we think about the evolution of the margin profile? Well, I think right now the, um, you know, clearly, as, as you said, Jesse, the, the, the COVID uh, short-term demand, even though I think we all feel it hasn't been that short term, it's been over a year and a bit now, we've all been kind of working through this. Uh, clearly, that's, that's been a, a major push here. Um, but when I look at the, you know, the tailwinds on health, COVID-19 has been one for sure. Uh, but when I look at, again, our, our demand for our legacy Contracts, whether it's defense, uh, you know, continues to be very strong. Our continued growth with the Alio all phase acquisition and patient support programs, contract research organizations, and as I mentioned, you know, now the customer diversification that we've just uh, Gordon and the team have had to deliver with regard to responding to COVID response. So I'm still very optimistic about our healthcare momentum. Going forward, what we're going to continue to do is look at our core services. You know, we are, if you, as a reminder, I think one of the biggest assets we've got is the largest national network of medical practitioners in Canada. So as you think about us growing from that base, uh, layering on more health technology now with the home application with healthcare, uh, as well as our Dapasoft acquisition that brings us virtual care, uh, healthcare integration capability through a Corolla platform. The merging of that national network of medical practitioners combined with now our product stack that really I think can go head to head with any kind of uh, healthcare pure play I'm pretty excited about the potential because that, that's the differentiation for us. We not only bring the technology, we have that, we have that network uh, nationally, and as we're starting to see now, we're starting to deploy that globally. So uh, I think the combination of those two things are going to continue to be exciting for our healthcare business, and our healthcare brand is only continue to expand and grow both in domestic and global markets. 
Thanks, that's that's helpful. And then just maybe a quick one for, for Patrick. Just there, there was a bit of a tick up in, in corporate costs um, um, sequentially. Was there anything one time in there or, or should we kind of think about this as being maybe a new uh, normalized level? No, I think it's just more investment. Obviously we're investing across lots of uh, different categories, whether it be our corporate team. You know, we're seeing still lots of opportunity to the segments um, to grow. So, you know, we're taking it as an opportunity now to, to make sure we've got the right people there to keep this kind of momentum going year over year. So I think it's just kind of, you know, more investment and then there wasn't any particular one-time item. Yeah, and, and okay. to Patrick's point, Patrick's point, Jesse, you know, the, the, the continued growth, you know, growing from a $200 million company to a $500 million company is one thing. Going from $500 million to a billion, which is definitely our goal, you know, we're going to continue to invest, as Patrick said, in, in areas that we believe that we need capacity, whether it's in marketing, go-to-market capability. We continue to play defense with our IT group, making sure that we're upgrading our cyber infrastructure, you know, our ERP implementation, our, our tools, our collaboration tools. So I think you're going to see a balance of growth and investment in our corporate costs just to offset the reality that we are growing and we're going to need uh, strategic investments in certain pieces to sustain and help us propel that growth. Understood. Thank you. Thanks, Jesse. And there appear to be no further questions at this time. Okay, well, thanks, uh, thanks again, everyone, for attending this morning. Uh, again, congratulations to my team, to the team at Callion, for all the amazing, crazy things you continue to do, both in the context of delivering results, but more importantly, uh, the work that we're doing for our customers. It's, uh, I couldn't be prouder as CEO of this company, and uh, as a Canadian company as well, to continue to see our growth posture on the global stage. Uh, just it's so exciting at this time. So with that, Patrick and I look forward to joining, uh, joining you in November to talk about our full year results and our thoughts about our fiscal 2022. So appreciate your time today. And that's Aaron. with that, Taryn, we can uh, close the call. Thank you. This does conclude today's teleconference. We thank you again for your participation. You may disconnect your lines at this time and have a great day. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.